Hi, I'm Brenda Burns, and this is the Vienna Assembly of God Sermons Podcast. Thank you for listening. It's an honor to share this time with you. Learn more about the ministries of Vienna Assembly of God at ViennaAG.com. Please leave your comments and reviews on the platform where you're listening. And now for today's message. Well, the title today is Jesus Delivers. And from now up to Easter, every week is going to be Jesus and something that Jesus does for us. And we are going to, in these weeks, practice abiding in Jesus. We are called to flourish, and by and part of that is Jesus said, abide in me. Without me, you can do nothing. We're going to do that by spending time with him in the Gospels, retelling and reliving some of the stories that just never get old. Jesus came and he taught us about the kingdom of God. I learned a new definition of the kingdom of God this week that I love. It's that place where God, what God really wants actually happens. <laughs> That's the kingdom of God. And through his teaching, we learn about it through Jesus' teaching, yes, but also through his living, the choices he made, the miracles and the wonders that he performed, the people he related with, the truth he spoke to power, the laughter he shared with sinners and saints, and the love that he poured out daily. During this season of Lent, let us commit to knowing Jesus better, growing in our love for him, stretching our capacity to enjoy him, the simple act of being with Jesus. As we look at the stories of Jesus, I hope we can see him at work in the here and now. We serve a risen Savior. <laughs> He's in the world today. And the things that he did and that we read in the Gospels, we need to understand. We can access now as well. So with that, I want us to look in the scripture at Mark chapter 5. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. And we're going to be reading verses 1 through 20. Mark Chapter 5. So they arrived at the other side of the lake in the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the burial caves and could no longer be restrained, even with a chain. Whenever he was put into chains and shackles, as he often was, he snapped the chains from his wrists and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night, he wandered among the burial caves and in the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him 
ran to meet him and bowed low before him. With a shriek, he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the spirit, Come out of the man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus demanded, what is your name? And he replied, my name is Legion, because there are many of us inside this man. Then the evil spirits begged him again and again not to send them to some distant place. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby. Send us into those pigs, the spirits begged. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. The evil spirits came out of the man and entered the pigs. And the entire herd of about 2,000 pigs plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. He was sitting there, fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what happened told the others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs, and the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. As Jesus was getting into the boat... The man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with them, with him. But Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the ten towns of that region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him, and everyone was amazed at what he told them. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this glimpse of your time here on earth, this story that has so much in it. I pray that you would anoint our minds to receive, our ears to hear, our hearts to be good soil for the seed of your word. Anoint me as I speak it. We need you today. We trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. So my readings during Lent have included the beginning of Jesus' ministry when he went to the River Jordan and was baptized by John the Baptist. The scripture says on that day that a voice from heaven was heard as Jesus came up out of the water. The voice said, this is my beloved son. I am well pleased with him. And a dove descended on him. And then the scripture says that he went straight from that glorious experience into a 40-day testing in the wilderness. The 40 days of Lent are patterned after this experience of Jesus. We are given a glimpse into the end of the temptation with Satan attacking Jesus 
with three specific unholy suggestions. Jesus resisted each time with scripture and withstood the devil's attack. But that moment was by no means Jesus' only encounter with the devil. We see him frequently casting out evil spirits. (laughs) Jesus was even accused of being of the devil. He once replied to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, knowing that Peter's words were actually those of the tempter. Jesus' teaching included explanations of the devil and his ways. So as we consider this text that we just read, the first thing I want you to take away from this story is that there is a devil. Jesus dealt directly with the devil. It wasn't just bad thoughts or gloomy surroundings. The scripture teaches us that Satan himself came to tempt Christ. But we see in 1 John 3, 8, it says this, but when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But, oh, there's one of those holy buts in the word of God. But the son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. This does not need to make us feel afraid to acknowledge that the devil exists. We don't need to get anxious about it. Jesus came to win the victory over this enemy of God. Jesus is Lord. Jesus rose from the dead. He's seated at the right hand of God. But we need to remain alert and not forget that there is a real enemy. The devil is not someone to flirt with. He never has your best interest at heart. His goal is to steal and to kill and to destroy. The scripture tells us he's like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. His favorite tool is deception. And he is quite skilled in its use. So remain vigilant. Don't let your guard down. But keep on pressing forward to know Jesus. Because he is the one who has that ability to keep us. Jesus is the one who loves us and came to destroy the devil's work in this world. Jesus came to give us abundant, flourishing life. We don't have to give undue attention to the devil. But we also must not forget that there is a devil, a powerful, created being that has declared war against God and God's people. And we need to access the love, the grace, the mercy of Jesus through which we overcome. Amen. So let's look at how this story played out and learn something important about Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. 
<laughs> it's amazing because I've read this story so many times, but in this week, I saw something new to share with you. It's amazing because that's going to be true for you too. You can keep learning him more, getting to know him better, see new facets of his character and his grace every time you read about him. This is part of our growing relationship with God, spending time together with him, conversing together, enjoying the moments and facing each day together. Abide in Jesus. Meditate on this story this week. Meditate on other readings in the gospel and flourish in your relationship. So what is going on in this text today? This man was possessed by an evil spirit. It tormented him. It made him out of his mind. He couldn't be controlled or sedated or kept in town. Now, some of you might be uh, fans of the superhero genre. And this guy, when it's describing him, it reminds me of the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> because apparently sometimes he was sedate enough that they could get to him to put chains on him. It says he had frequently had chains put on him. But then something would happen, and it says no chain could hold him. He could just snap the chains, crush the shackles, and he was just uncontrollable. He was in torments. He was living out in the tombs. These were places dug out in the rocks along the shore of the lake. His company was the graves of the dead. He would howl at night. He was self-harming, cutting himself with stones. He was suffering a hopeless existence. Now, I just want to say, this situation intimidates me. This was some serious stuff going on here. And if I was to encounter a similar thing right now today, I would face some intimidation by it. Maybe you've got a situation in your life that is intimidating. Maybe there's something that feels out of control. Maybe you feel cast off from your friends or not welcome because they don't want to deal with your problems. Maybe you've even struggled with thoughts of harming yourself or have inflicted self-harm. Maybe you have a secret that you're scared to share with anybody. Maybe you have a fear that if people knew, you'd be living among the graves from now on. 
Maybe you feel like you're surrounded by hopelessness. Maybe you're struggling with an eating disorder or some other compulsion. Maybe all you see around you are the graves of dead dreams. Maybe you don't howl at night, but painful tears flow. Or maybe this isn't you at all, but you know someone that is suffering. You have wished so hard that you knew how to help them, yet feel powerless to do anything. You want to see them free. You want to see them safe. You want them to know that they are beloved, that they are valuable, that they matter. In this story, Jesus and his disciples had just come through a terrific storm in order to get to this side of the lake. The story goes that Jesus had fallen asleep in the boat. The disciples had to wake him up and say, don't you care? <laughs> Have you ever heard yourself saying that to God? Don't you care? Jesus calmed the winds and the waves, astonishing the disciples at his authority. And now, as they arrive on the other side and Jesus is getting out of the boat, as they disembark, this wild encounter unfolds. So here's what the scripture says, that while he was still at a distance, this man ran to Jesus. Now, who knows what this guy must have looked like? I mean, he lived out in the wild for Pete's sake. And now he's in a dead sprint heading directly for Jesus. It might have looked like an attack from certain angles. But what happened was that he got there as quick as he could and bowed as low as he could when he got to Jesus. And then it says he began crying out with a shriek, screaming, why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. Another translation says, what have you got to do with me? <laughs> Just crying out. But why is that evil spirit crying out? Why was that man compulsed to run at full speed to Jesus and fall before him? Because it says this, Jesus had already said to the spirit, come out of the man, you evil spirit. Now look, Jesus may look to you that he's at a distance, but from a distance, from a long way away, Jesus had already seen this man and had already said to him, come out of him, you evil spirit. Jesus sees you. Jesus knows where you are, and he is calling you today. If you are listening to this today, it is a sign that today is your day. 
Jesus is coming out of the boat right now, and he's calling you to run to him. He as it, he's at work in you. He is at work in you before you see him. He is at work in those you love, those that you care for, that you're wanting to see them set free. He is at work in those that you go to school with, in those that you work with, in those in your neighborhood. Jesus is near. You may think he's off in the distance, but he is already calling out your name, calling you to freedom. We don't know when Jesus did this. It just says he had already done it. And by the time he's on the side of the lake, getting out of the boat, this man is running to him. I let my imagination go a little bit this week. And I'm thinking, I'm seeing Jesus getting like shaken awake in the middle of the water. And the, and the, and the water's there and the disciples are going, don't you care? Don't you care that this is happening? And when he wakes up, I mean, the winds and the waves, no biggie, but there's a child of mine over there that's in torment that needs to be set free. And in the middle of the lake, he speaks and he says, evil spirit, come out of that man. And then they, and then, oh yeah, waves, come on guys, calm down, calm down, winds and waves. We got work to do here. And then they get to the other side and now that man is ready to run to him and meet him. Maybe. When he was on the other side. Because the scripture just says he told the disciples, get in the boat. We are going to the other side of the lake. As we read the rest of the story, we find out that the crowd doesn't want anything to do with Jesus. They were more scared of a healed man than they were of a crazy man. Once they saw him sitting there clothed and in his right mind, now they're afraid. And they're saying... Please go away. But Jesus came for that one. Jesus came because of him. And for all we know, maybe he had already said it from the other side of the lake. Evil spirit come out of that man. I want you to hear today. If Jesus seems like he's far away, he's at a distance, you can't see him. He sees you and he is calling out today. And he wants to see you set free. Amen. <laughs> Jesus has the power and authority and ability and desire to overcome that which torments you. That which holds you in bondage. That which isolates you. Jesus can set you free. Notice that in the story, this man runs to Jesus a second time. The crowd has asked Jesus to leave, but the delivered soul has come up to Jesus as he's getting, now he's, as he's getting in the boat, and he's begging him, can he go with him? This time, Jesus says no. Instead, he sends him out. To go tell his family all the things that God has done for him. And it makes me think this guy must have had a big family. Because it says he had to go to all ten cities. And he was telling everybody what God had done for him. 
Maybe you've been set free. Maybe you've experienced Jesus' healing power. Maybe people are already looking at you in amazement. And they're saying something like, I knew her when, da-da-da. But look at her now. Is this even the same person? And maybe Jesus is saying to you, it's time for you to go and proclaim the good news. It's time for you to let your family know what God has done for you. It's time to share how merciful God has been. If that's your case, I want you to know that maybe that's intimidating too, but this is also abiding in Jesus because he has promised he will never leave us, never forsake us. He is always with you. He has power and authority and ability and desire to see you overcome and to proclaim his victory. So if we were here in person, this is the moment that I would be wanting to offer a chance for you to respond to this message by spending some time in prayer at the altar. Here's where I think God may be speaking to us. I think there is somebody, at least one person listening today, that you feel as much in bondage as this man. Maybe you're not living out in the wild, but you feel isolated. You feel out of control. You feel like whatever structures have been created to help keep you in control, you keep busting them. You keep breaking them. And you need help. I want you to hear me today. Jesus sees you. He does not want you to be tormented. He wants you to be free. He sees you. Others of you, you've got someone on your heart that you know is struggling. And it is a deep, deep burden for you. And you need to come and pray that through. And then others of you, God is calling that it's time for you to go. It is time for you to tell others. It's time for you to turn your gaze outward and look and see the fields that are ripe unto harvest and to know that there are those that need to hear the good word of God and to share that word with them. And I'm telling you, that actually is something that we all can do, but there's somebody specific that God is speaking to, speaking a special way that he is calling you to do that. So those are the three calls that I have today. Here's how we're going to do it. Because I miss not having you here and being able to come to the altar and have individual prayer. I have struggled with how to recreate that in these digital interactions that we have. But for today, this is what I'd like to do. I'm going to give you the phone number for the church office all right, 703-938-7736. And I'm going to suggest that you call it in this next few minutes. 
I'm going to be praying for us all here. And then at, at that moment, after that, you can, you can do this. When you call, you're going to get prompted to leave a voice message. Here's what I'm committing to, is to listen to each message, pray over your request, and call you back in the next few minutes to have individual prayer with you. Just like I would be doing if we were here in the building, praying with each one of you here at the altar. I am suggesting this format today because I want to give you the privacy of leaving your message rather than it being like in a group setting, similar like to a Zoom call. There is a time for that too, where we're just all together sharing our prayer needs. But I just felt today... I want to give this individual option for you. Jesus sees you today. And I believe he's specifically speaking to some of you. So if you're ready to respond and receive this deliverance power of God, we're gonna, I'm going to pray right now. I'm going to pray for the sick. I'm going to pray for the deliverance. And then we're going to leave the phone number up for a few minutes, and I'm going to ask you to call. Let's believe together for each other for the experience of freedom today. Let's pray. Hmm. Oh, Father, that song is, is rolling in my mind. Come, Jesus, come. I thank you that you have indeed come. That you went to the trouble of coming for the one. That you saw him from a distance and spoke deliverance to him. I pray today that those that are struggling, that need the delivering power of Jesus Christ in their life, that today would be the day. Today will be the day for freedom. So if that, any of those things are you, if something is standing out to you that you know you need prayer for, you need help overcoming, I want you to call that number. If you're here in the room, We'll stay socially distanced, but you may come to this altar and pray. God, I pray for those that are facing illness and sickness and pain in their body. God, they need your healing touch. And you have promised us that you are the God who heals. That if we um, will come to you asking for a prayer that you will heal the sick. God, you said it's one of the gifts that you're pouring out on your people, that the sick will be healed, and we're trusting you for you. We are trusting you for that right now. <laughs> you are able to see each and every one. Our bodies are complex, and we get that, but you know how to heal, and we trust you, Jesus, for your healing power. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.
If you sense the call that it's time to share the good news, to up it, (laughs) to up your game in whatever that is, in sharing the good news, I want you to commit to that just now. Father, help us. You said you would make us fishers of men, fishers of people, that we could share the good news, that that people are what you care about, that people are why you came, that you came to destroy the works of the devil in people, in people's lives. You want us set free, and you want us to share that good news once we've experienced it. God, would you anoint us and empower us to do that? Would you inspire us and give us opportunity and show us how? In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. If you enjoyed today's message, why not share it with a friend? I invite you to subscribe at Apple Podcast and our YouTube channel. We'd love to hear your feedback and comments. So glad that you were with us today. Look forward to seeing you next week. At Vienna Assembly of God, we love God, others, and life. And we're leading our community in a growing relationship with God.